Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. 2020 is almost over. Oh, man. That's crazy to say. That's unbelievable. You know, it seems like everybody, Stephen, that's talking about 2020 is with uh, with celebration that it's over. Uh, there's certainly that tone, and and without question, it's had its challenges and different things that's, that's stretched us, and, and many people, of course, have lost loved ones. Just a lot of different trials that uh, that 2020 has, has held, um, job situations, a lot of different opportunities uh, that you know, obviously nobody saw coming that this would happen. Yeah. But what we want to do today is is take a little bit of time to just express what we're grateful for. You know, First Thessalonians chapter five gives us this instruction that that we are able to be thankful and grateful in in all things because we serve a sovereign God who loves us, who cares for us, who's never will never leave us nor forsake us, mm-hmm. and. So, Stephen, I want to give it maybe started with you before we look at our uh, final sermon of First uh, Peter five as we finish that book out together this Sunday, uh, and then also kind of look ahead to what what series we're going to start after that. So, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on what are some things that you're particularly grateful for from 2020. Yeah, I mentioned it in last week's podcast, but there there has been just some incredible ways that hospitality within our church has, has shown in this time. Um, whether that be unique ways that we've done, you know, like hospitality shows up in many different forms. Right. So, um, we've had to like shift how we did kids club. Right. And so the hospitable way to do that was, well, we're going to, we're going to do that online and we're going to offer these, you know, cool ways to come up and be a part of things. We've seen people, um, drop off gifts to people. We've seen lots of ways that, um, in the middle of illness and things like that, pe- people have brought, you know, food or brought gifts or whatever. Um, even down to like having to, to, to do zoom meetings and mm-hmm. come up with new ways. I mean, I think honestly, I think there are a lot of, I think you and I knew about zoom before mm-hmm. 2020, sure. 2020, <laughs> but now that's like a, that's like a verb now in people's yeah. uh, houses. But um, people have utilized technology and done things in a way because they've intentionally wanted to care for people. Um, and they've intentionally wanted to gather with people when we were, you know, forced to be apart uh, in certain ways. Um, and so we've seen people really intentionally press into one another, even when they've had to socially distance. Um, and so the resilience of the community of Christ um, to, to, to fight through this and really in some ways cherish each other even more um, through, through some of that. Um, we've had to kind of, you know, I'm kind of thinking about other things that have kind of marked this, this, this season, um, of 20, 2020 this year. Um, we've been able to, to push through some new technology things. You know, we installed a new, um, sound lighting, uh, visual, um, system during this time. And, uh, we've been really grateful to see how that's ministered to people, uh, that have um, worshipped from home, and um, and that kind of thing. But uh, that's been that's been pretty amazing to see our team come around a bunch of new technology, and for uh, our our church to really uh, appreciate and be ministered through uh, using that kind of uh, ministered to through using that kind of technology. Um, yeah, that's let me interrupt help. you on there. Yeah, on that. you know that was this twenty nineteen fall or so we were looking and and, and this was. With the sanctuary remodel, uh, you know, obviously we haven't quite got been able to get into the pre-K playground uh, yet, but it's it's funded, and uh, it will be a, just a, a, even a greater asset than what it has been. 
But those are those are some things that the church prayed about uh, and was completely united and walking forward. And, you know that cost a good bit of money to be mm-hmm. able to do to do those projects, um, but it was something that that couldn't have been better timed for the life of our church and mm-hmm. and the many homebound folks we have um, or or COVID concerns, uh, all these different components. You know that's that's just a God's grace. I think in our body of without question in our body of leading us to that moment, really anticipating before. I mean, it would be, it's just kind of amazing kind of looking back on it. Mm. So very grateful for that. Yeah. Our 80th anniversary service was another big highlight, I think, for yeah. 2020, you know, to, to for me, honestly, to learn so many things about the history of our church. And obviously I knew a good bit, but to hear more people share stories of people they've known throughout the years that have ministered to them or just to share stories of faith and, um, you know, what a what a blessing to be able to have that outdoor service mm-hmm. that we had and to see some people that um, have had to be at home uh, to get to worship with them on that mm-hmm. Sunday was just, in person, was just um, something that's still with me. You know, I'm still holding on to that, um, that, that emotion of hearing the stories of faithfulness and uh, worshiping together uh, in that way was really a sweet time. Uh, what about you? What are some things that you're, yeah, you're thinking you about? You know, I'll just kind of... Keep rocking. Let's keep ping ponging these because like all you keep I saying love, things I, keeps bringing I'm things to, to my mind. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, I hear Cynthia Knowles is great at ping pong. By the way, she is. Uh, so I look forward to, to seeing what that all American can do. <laughs> Be incredible. But you know, with COVID, because of Grace's generosity through all those things as well. You know, from the very beginning, we were able to encourage uh, our missionaries that Grace partners with that if they lost support at this time uh, because of different constraints that they might experience by the, the by the folks that, that give and support them, that Grace Bible's got their back, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we'll be able to stand in the gap and help support them through uh, however long this COVID uh, season and challenges go. And that's been a neat thing to be able to to pray for our missionaries and encourage them as, as this is obviously some of them. They've been uh, quarantined for many, many weeks. You know, even still, there's secondary uh, and tertiary quarantines going on in some of these places are located. Mm-hmm. So to be able to encourage them and to see how the Lord's still working in, in all those contexts and stretching them and and their ministry experiences, how they're having to use Zoom or they're, they're doing the ministry differently than they were, but the Spirit's still working, still bringing people to Christ. And, and, and fortunately, uh, in what can be a very discouraging time, uh, our missionaries are, are continuing to, uh, to sow seeds and mm-hmm. uh, pray for a harvest, whether that's our local campus ministries here that we support, uh, or Glory Gang, or uh, you know, uh, campus outreach, or crew, athletes in action. Uh, you know, it, that's that's a privilege to be able to to encourage missionaries as they labor in what can be a an isolated season. Um, and I want to say as well, you know, with our staff team, I could not be more. Uh, grateful for the spirit of flexibility. <clears throat> I mean, we're talking to things, and and I know we don't, uh, you know, we don't really put this out there, uh, but there's just a lot of obstacles that came, and it's not a woe is me type thing. This is a very, I'm, I'm really proud of our staff team and how, you know, I'm thinking of things from Fall Fest that looked very different, mm-hmm. and yet uh, I think we were wise in how we went around things, um, flexible, flexible, doing it outside, being able to space. Where we were at, uh, you know, I think uh, I just presented that of, hey, y'all, what do you at staff meeting? Hey, do you think this is a here's an opportunity before us? It's it's only a month out, and you know how I am. I like to plan at least 
four years, years. out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I like to get a couple months ahead, you know, uh, and put everybody in a better position. But this was only a month out. And we thought, I was expecting everybody to say, you know what, let's just not go for it this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and of course, we put some feelers out for, from some members first. And and they were generally, hey, you know, if that's what if that's what you think we can do, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to see everybody at staff just one around one around another, you know, around going around the table saying, well, let's go for it. Let's let's give it a shot. So that was a ton of planning, a ton of execution. Uh, we learned lessons from that, things that we thought, because it was here on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bobby Austin did a great job pulling a lot of things off to make that happen. Uh, did great communication with the city, t- took leadership in that to make that happen. And we learned some lessons from that because we were going to have the 80th here on on campus. You know, we've had this 80th anniversary uh, knowing that was going to come sometime, well, where were we going to have it? We thought, well, let's 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 do it outside. That way, our our homebound folks can come as well. That was roll the dice, uh, but we are perfect you know, weather. Yeah, yeah perfect <laughs> weather, perfect day, just a beautiful day. And the lessons that were learned, you know, of things that we picked up from Fall Fest were implemented there. Cynthia Knowles uh, bent over uh, backwards and then some to be able to pull off a lot of challenges that were there. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think of. Uh, the weekenders that we've done without being able to do seminars on Sunday mornings um, <clears throat> to limit time and, and crowding in our kids and pre-K ministry. You know, we've not really had a lot of groups. We've had one Sunday school class meeting and Bill Flynn and Justin Blunt do a great job teaching that class. Mm. Uh, but we've not had seminars in normal fashion. So, uh, you know, Roman has taken a lead in, in making, uh, kind of boiling down a lot of that material and putting it into this weekender Friday night, Saturday morning format. That's been a home run. That's mm-hmm. been a great time. You know, I know in January, uh, there's going to be kind of another re-edition of, of, the, of Through the Bible Story. There were so many people that didn't get to attend that, that they're going to do that again. We'll look to maybe doing another one uh, of some new material uh, later spring. But so there's some things that we've learned uh, from a spirit of flexibility. And in that same way, kind of connected to that, I've been grateful that a lot of the rules of church leadership that I've learned and studied have been proven false <laughs> you know, uh, a little bit in this because, you know, classic things, if you're going to ever change anything or adjust anything, you got to, and, and of course, still, you got to communicate and you got to try to over communicate and, and we can never, uh, you know, I can always do a much better job communicating things, but the, uh, the, the wisdom, spirit of flexibility among the elders, uh, the, and then the spirit of flexibility among the church, whether that was uh, when we first came back on Mother's Day. You remember that, working through all the logistics? I don't know how many hours we put into all the troubleshooting of things we thought we needed to be wise on, and we decided, let's do two services. We took a, you know, and we, we, we went with new service times, uh, and we'd never done that before. Yet, it worked pretty well. And then as we went through that, we saw, hey, you know, I think we can actually shrink back to one service for about a month. And normally, we'd be saying, we need to announce that for at least two months in advance. <laughs> I think we announced that, Maybe ten days yeah. <laughs> in advance, yeah. and uh, and it and it went off without a hitch because the church was flexible to be able to say, okay, well, we yeah. we have just the amount of trust uh, and love, truly, that our people demonstrated and trust in leadership. Um, <clears throat> you know, that's been great. This whole mask thing, not mask thing, all that. It's been a headache. It's been it's a <laughs> it's a fearful thing, right? I mean, and there's a there's some there's just wisdom. There's things that nobody can really know, but we're trying to be wise. And uh, and in the level of grace, perhaps some people saying, "Yeah, I don't really. It's not my preference to wear one, but I'm going to wear one if that's mm-hmm. what if that's what the the elders think is wisest in this situation. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do that." Uh, and then you've had just other situations, leaders being willing to say, "Hey, let's let's move our stuff totally outside." Um, whether it's women's Bible study, uh, Kim Weir and, and how she's led through this semester 
all the lesson material, training people to be able to have online uh, online ladies groups, uh, to be able to discuss the material, recording all the teachings. I know you've been you've basically had to, to uh, up your tech skills, which are incredible <laughs> already, but learning all these other things, equipping our people, helping them know how to record things, post things, troubleshoot things. Um, there's just been so many <clears throat> new skills, flexibility, hitting our head on things and saying, oop, don't want to do that again. <laughs> uh, we've learned so many different things, uh, but all this whole time, you know, I, I there's a lot of pastor friends that I'm, that I'm in contact with that this has been just a season of groaning for them. Mm-hmm. And certainly it's been some tiring, a little bit tiring. Sure. But I almost feel guilty because it's not been that much. It's yeah. it's it's in part because the lack of grumbling, and the the constant just kindness and humility and desire to get together. Uh, you know, something that we learned in, in Keith Hubbard, our groups director, is we anticipated there'd be so many people that would want to do online groups because mm-hmm. of all the challenges, of course, with this season. And what we actually found was that a lot of the people that had already been meeting in groups, a lot of them now some groups shifted online. Uh, or at least in some capacity online. But a lot of folks just missed fellowship so much that they were willing to troubleshoot, whether that meant meeting outside uh, or meeting in a garage, or uh, they just wanted to be together. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a picture of love covering over a uh, multitude of offenses. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a picture of saying, yeah, I'll be flexible here. I love you. I want to be with you. I want to be in the same room with you. I want to see you. I want to dime with you. I want to drink some coffee with you. I want to pray with you in person and see you as I pray with you. Uh, you know that the sweetness of fellowship and how the Lord made us to be a gathered body, yeah. I think is has been that that part's just been so um, really moving in that way. Remember, we were uh, we were pre-recording services. We had uh, Jenny share the Bible overview thing. Ah, yes, and you know, of in course the beginning, yeah. And then, so we're all doing it in our homes. And then I remember that first Sunday we came back, we had the whole church do it there uh-huh. in person, and oh, yeah. I thought that was just amazing to see what our kids have been learning, and then have our whole church learn that as well and to be unified with our kids in that way, but also to have a, I mean, it. yeah, if you feel a little bit silly doing it as an adult, but it is good to to recall and remember the the story of the Lord's faithfulness all throughout the scriptures. And um, I don't know, that was just another highlight that I remember uh, thinking, what a cool way that our church has been unified and uh, what an amazing job Jenny and our our preschool leaders do to um, to to help instruct and and ingrain the truth into our kids in that way. Um, I don't know, just another highlight. I'm I, they're they're coming back in like mm-hmm. like uh, like a what's that thing? What's the old thing that you had to oh, uh, the slide projector thing? You know, you get the little slides and you put them in the circle. Anyway, it's coming back in my brain that mm. way. Um, but man, what a what a display of the Lord's faithfulness. And I, th- I do think part of it also has been journeying through wrapped up John and then we're mm-hmm. in first Peter and uh, the Lord's faithfulness through his word has been truly a mark of, uh, of his faithfulness to us uh, to be able to spend time in that. So we're coming up to the very end of first Peter five, end of 2020 end of first Peter. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, the Lord has really been faithful in that. So what, um, what are we going to kind of be looking at here as we wrap this up? January 3rd, this Sunday, will be the final Sunday of First Peter. Uh, we'll be in First Peter chapter 5, or 6 through 14, as we, we finish off the peace of living under the mighty hand of God. Uh, the mighty hand of God is a fearful thing for those that don't know Him. Mm-hmm. But to those that do know Him, it is a, 
Uh, it is a peace-inducing reality. Yeah. And we're going to be, uh, our next step on Sunday is going to look shocking, especially to those that are at home watching and, <laughs> and, and, and not physically gathering with us yet. It's a huge one. Uh, what I did is I, I just went back through First Peter and, and highlighted what we've seen through this whole time. Peter has not disparaged the church. He's not discouraged her. Uh, he has not uh, belittled the slander and the emotional hardship that they've experienced by receiving insults from her peers, her superiors, uh, the larger culture that has mocked them for their commitment to Christ. Uh, instead, of course, he's encouraged them to holiness. He's encouraged them to hospitality. He's shown them how the sovereignty of God has worked in evangelistic purposes uh, in building up the church in great ways that this, as they're now possessors of this well-tested faith. Uh, and so in all these things, Peter, through this letter, has given a greater attention to the greatness of God. So he's put their suffering in perspective, not belittling their suffering, but he's actually grown, drawn their eyes to a sharper aim upon the Lord. And so uh, here's our, our next step as uh, really summarizing not simply this sermon, but the whole of the book. And that's this. Uh, Peter never minimized the suffering little while these believers... Rather, he fixed their eyes upon the triune, all-knowing, ruling, merciful, victorious, preserving, returning, saving, gracious, holy, impartial, glorious, everlasting, good, precious, honorable, lover, liberator, fearworthy, example, righteous, shepherd, overseer, all-powerful, glorious, trustworthy, faithful creator, mighty, caregiver, restorer, and eternal God. It, it, it is only in line to the triune God and His gospel that sinners can have peace. And the question is, what will I do with this? What will I do with this greater picture of our Lord, uh, of our King, and this good news that we have in a, in a world that desperately needs good news? Yeah. And so this, of course, is the bridge where we'll be beginning uh, uh, the following week. On January 10th, we'll be beginning uh, our new series in Second Peter mm. as we walk through a continuation together. And and in this series, uh, towards the end of that little letter, uh, Peter brings their attention to a reminder to live holy lives as the Lord will f will find them. He not only has he has uh, he's already found them. They, they've already found the Lord. They've already have salvation. But the Lord will how will the Lord find them again? So they will be found again at His coming, hmm. uh, as they wait eagerly for uh, uh, the coming justice of God. Uh, the the uh, the the rewards that the Lord will have for them, but uh, with that kind of lingering question of how will the Lord, how do I want the Lord to find me when He comes? Mm. Uh, and that's not a scare tactic, but it is very much a reality of our God's kindness, but also He's left us here for a reason. Uh, he's left us here to intentionally be and make disciples, live holy lives as a testament of His glory in a world that uh, that is hopeless, broken, without peace, and truly joyless. Uh, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's going to be a great, wonderful series that should take us up um, for about two two more months or so together in, in these uh, First and Second Peter. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the, the Lord's faithfulness, uh, we've been... Um, there's been kind of a song, we've sang it a few times during this uh, this time in First Peter called He Will Hold Me Fast. And um, you could call it uh, maybe a little anthem from from this time, but, uh, it's one of my favorite songs ever and speaks of the Lord's, uh, faithfulness to keep us. Um, yes, he's found us mm -hmm. and he continues to keep us and hold us. Um, and so, um, all of these verses are so good. I feel like I could just read this whole song, but, um, 
the very first verse says, when I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through his uh, through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold. Mm-hmm. He will hold me fast. And so we actually really have nothing on our own, but we have him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He loves us so greatly. He'll hold me fast. Uh, one of a former pastor of mine was a, uh, he retired from the Navy, been in, in service for a long time. And it was one of his favorite songs too, because he would he hold holding fast as a as a term that sailors use, you know, to mm. hold hold the rope, hold it hold it still, hold it fast, don't ever let it go. Um, hmm. And um, and so for him, it brought up all this imagery, you know, that that this is the way that the Lord holds us. There's no mm. ch- no possibility he's going to let us go. Um, and um, and that's the the truth, and that's what we've seen in in First Peter as we've we've done this. The, yeah, there is suffering. Yes, there is hardship. Yes, the trials will come, um, but God is so incredibly faithful, mm. um, far beyond what we even imagine. I think that uh, it's easy to get to to second guess or to doubt potentially uh, in times of hardship. I think even for me, like um, through twenty twenty and through seeing uh, stuff with COVID nineteen, stuff with racial uh, tensions, and all of the the things that twenty twenty has brought. Um, there've been a good, there's been good opportunity to doubt, right? Um, but there's, there is a constant and consistent truth that our Lord is who he is and he doesn't change. And so, um, what a joy to know this Mm -hmm. God and that he would know us, um, that we're kept by him Mm -hmm. and, uh, we will be kept by him and we will be with him for all eternity. It's a joy uh, and a blessing. Um, to be one of his. What a joy to walk into the new year with that word, Stephen. Yeah, amen. We'll see you all this Sunday. Uh, We love you, church. And happy new year. Happy new year.